0: Let me tell you something, you're not ready. I know that you logged onto the app thinking you were ready and you're incorrect, but that's all right. You can't even get ready for this because what is about to happen is quite literally going to change your life. Within the first five minutes of speaking with Mo, it became increasingly evident that I was there to learn from her, to grow and become better. And I prayed before we even started filming today, I prayed that God would keep my heart open to receive, to not just think about what I needed to pour or what the questions were going to be, but to receive. And Mo was an answer to my prayers and I believe she'll be an answer to yours too. So let's get into it. It's giving hat, it's giving curls, it's giving what needs to be gave. It's giving highlighted listen, on the nose. It's, it's giving me what I didn't even know I needed this morning.
1: Listen, stewardship matters. I wasn't about to waste, you know, I was I was going to come with what needed to be brought in.
0: And let me tell you, it has been brought in and it has been received, most importantly. I want you to know that I have received it. How are you? I am doing well how are you doing I'm doing great thank you for doing this with me
1: thank you for doing this (laughs) you know just thank you for doing this
0: uh thank you I have enjoyed you know we changed the format of the podcast a little while ago and I have been just trying to figure out what feels like organic and natural and I have really enjoyed just having different conversations with women I don't know how many of them have you heard what do you think about it
1: I have listened to, I just listened to Jada's episode this morning. Uh, Yeah. Just this morning. Yeah. I, these, it's so good. It's so rich and so necessary and so on time. It's, it's perfect.
0: It's perfect. Jada's was so unexpectedly just like holy, like she just went into this thing. And I was like, girl, you trying to drag us. What is this about? Just
1: dragging us, dragging us in the spirit. Just
0: I love it. I love your evolve in the background, too. That looks great. Thank
1: you. The other side says think. Ah. And so, you know, I come in here and be like, OK, what do we need today? switch it sometimes it switches after a minute but yeah
0: So our word word of the month for Woman Evolve is celebration. And we've just been having, I spoke with Gia Peppers and we were just talking about celebrating growth and, and progress and just celebrating these moments in life that awe us. And I just wonder, as we just begin our conversation, like what are some ways that you actively choose to celebrate like monumental moments of growth in your life?
1: Oh, my goodness. Um, I celebrate by doing nothing.
0: Oh, girl. And Oh, hold on. (laughs) Hold on. If you're going to preach, just let me know that you're going to preach. Let me tell you. And look at me. And I'm raggedy for this because this is your question. And here I am being me. When they told me I became a New York Times bestselling author, everybody's like, what do you want to do? Where do you want to go? And I'm like, I don't want to do anything. But go ahead. Answer the question for yourself.
1: No, I think I I intentionally celebrate by doing nothing because I am a doer yeah I am a you know hands always into something doing 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 and so I look at celebrating by doing nothing as re- a revolutionary thing for me for wow. me I I I just choose to intentionally, be useless. <laughs> yes. I need more of this. I am blessed by this.
0: <laughs> I feel like only people who get it are going to get it, but there is something about doing nothing. Like I am, I'm at a stage in my life when people ask me like, what do you do for fun? It's like nothing. Like that is so fun to me doing absolutely nothing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, like, you know, if, if we want to take it like Deep, 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 deep. As women, especially, you know, we we are kind of taught that our worth comes from what we do for other people and just doing, doing, doing. So, yeah, it we get to disrupt by saying, "I'm gonna own my worth and do nothing. I'm gonna still be worthy in my." Yes. Laying in
0: this bed <laughs> with this ice cream. <laughs> with the, do not forget the ice cream. I came home from work the other day and it was probably six o'clock and I put on my nightgown and my bonnet. I'm done here. It's six o'clock. I'm done. The kids asked for dinner. I was like, choose you this day. What you going to eat? It's whatever you like. We got fish sticks in the freezer. We got leftovers in the fridge. I am doing nothing. How do you think you can give yourself permission to like finally say, you know what, I don't care what you think about it. I don't care who's gonna be upset or what gets cooked or not folded or what email doesn't get answered. Like I need to breathe in nothing. I need blank space in my life. How do you finally give yourself permission? Are you the kind who just like waits until you're completely burnt out and now you just have to give yourself time or do you actively choose it?
1: I used to be the kind I had to hit the wall. Yeah. That used to be me. <laughs> and and I just kind of got to a point of recognizing that I needed to practice my worthiness in a different way. <sighs> and because I because for me worthiness equaled work, I had to flip the script on that and recognize worth is worth. It just is. So whether I take this worth to work or whether I take this work to the bed. It's still (laughs) intact. It's still intact. It's still here. It still can't be taken away from me. So that's something that I I am I still consciously do. I have to choose to do it um, because I because my my MO is to just keep going and going and going until I can't go anymore.
0: Okay, so I feel convicted. First of all, practice worthiness, like you need a book, you need a podcast, we need t-shirts, we need all of the things because practicing worthiness is just so powerful. I don't, at this point in my life, like I don't really know what's wrong with me. I um, I know that I need to stop and that I need to pause and I need to rest. But I am not willing to cancel things in order to make it happen. Like, I am willing to say I can't book anything else, but I am not willing to say I cannot change my mind based off of an energy expectation I thought that I would possess to say no to preserve the limited resource that I have left. I don't... I. I don't know how to do it. It feels, I tell you why. I think for me, it feels irresponsible. And I think because I have been wanting to prove how responsible I am for a very since I was a little girl that for me it feels irresponsible. And I literally told this is gonna sound terrible, don't judge me, but I literally told Shanice the other day, I was like, honestly, I'm probably just gonna pass out one day. Like you know how you hear stories of this? <laughs> thank you for laughing. Cause she was like, what? I was like, you know how you hear stories and they're like somebody passed out and there's like it was ex- exhaustion and dehydration. Like it's going to me be it's going to be me. It's not funny, it's not cute, but it is so true cuz I was like I just I don't know how to stop.
1: No, it's I'm I'm <laughs> waving my hands because you and my you at my front door right now. Okay, uh, just get off my porch right it's now. It's not good. But I think you you said something that I that kind of hit me. It's the expectation. And that's what that is what I believe we as women are fed. We are fed Meeting expectations as currency, like that's the thing we who, you know wait, people say we expect you? this and Meeting then we have to rise and then we have to do Like we are fed that, and that, and we don't realize when we become you know adults and can and have free will and can make choices, we can choose to change the expectation. Like we can change the expectation. We can opt out. Of the expectation, but it's hard to do. And you, when you were saying, yeah, you know, sometimes you think, you know, what I'm gonna just be in the grocery store, like trying to decide which rice to buy, and I'm gonna fall out yeah. because I'm. tired. So- yeah. <laughs> that's real. That's real. Yeah. But yeah, it's those expectations.
0: I just want you to know, Mo, that if you wanted my wig before we started this podcast, you could have just asked for it. You didn't have to come snatch it like this. Why would you say that meeting expectations is currency? I'm tired of you. And we have just begun. Because. That's, I, th- okay, okay. Okay. Because. <laughs> Like, isn't this why we stay in terrible relationships? Isn't this why we stay in jobs? Because the idea is if I continue to meet your expectation that you will in exchange give me what it is I want in return, that you'll meet my expectation. So me meeting your expectations should be currency. And you know, this is why, see, you are reading me for Phil. This is why me and my husband be beefing and he don't even know we're beefing. Because I have met your expectation for dinner. And in exchange, I'm expecting you to offer to give Ella a bath. I'm expecting for you to say, I'm going to wake up with the kids in the morning. And low key, it is a form of manipulation because I'm only meeting your expectations with the expectation that you're going to surprise me by meeting my own. It's not pure. And now it's time for the altar call.
1: (laughs) It is strategic. (laughs) strategic. You know, we just, Lord help us. We all, we just, we just figured it out. We're just waking up. We just up here waking up every day, just trying to move through the next five minutes. That's it. So
0: maybe we should treat our energy and our support and our servitude in the same way we treat actual currency and one of the rules they say about actual currency is to never give money that you don't expect to give back, get back. Because if you are giving it and you need it to come back to you, you may not get it. And if we can treat our money like that, What about our time and our energy and our love and our patience and our kindness? Like, we have to come to a place where we can only give to the extent that we are willing to lose. And if we are giving beyond what we possess, then we have to say, I can't give that. And thank you for attending my TED Talk. And...
1: And even if we do give it, I I love what you said. Even when we do give it, this, okay. Even when we do, when we recognize we have the capacity to give it, also be willing to voice our expectations. So that the other person has an opportunity to decide, you know, if they want to participate, Like, I think because what you were saying earlier, it we do we exhaust ourselves trying to meet expectations and then we get resentful when we don't get (laughs) what we expected. But the people didn't know that that's what we expected. So. It's a whole thing.
0: But isn't that a reflection of their prayer life? Maybe they need to be more tapped in because the Holy Ghost would have told you. That's how I know you don't give. You don't give and you don't pray because the Holy Ghost would have told you to to give me something back. Why I got to tell you what I want back? Why do I have to communicate like an adult? Just know things. Treat me the way that I want to be treated without you having to be beat. It's very simple. It's very simple.
1: (laughs) I we always have to be with the words? Oh. We always have to be talking and saying the things. But yeah.
0: Okay. Wow. I am blown away by the direction that this is gone because I feel very seen, and I just I don't I don't know what to do about it.
1: We just here. We just here. Just just going with just going with what he's dropping in us. That's it.
0: Okay. That's so it. like. I feel challenged. I did try this the other day though. Um, I had a really crazy work week last week and I flew to Dallas, preached, came back the same night and we had baptisms for our church at like seven o'clock in the morning. And I'm always like navigating these different roles and expectations of the roles. And I was like, as the co-pastor, first lady, I should be at baptisms in the morning. Like, it doesn't matter how tired I am. I should get up and I should go to baptisms. And I was telling my husband that, like, it is in my heart to go to baptisms in the morning, But if we get up and go to baptisms, I just want you to know that when we come home and you usually like to crash and take a nap, that I'm going to need you to help me with the girls because I'm tired too, right? So if I go, I'm going to need your support. We're going to have to tag team to figure things out. And he was like, oh, babe, like I don't want you to think that Like, I want you to go at the extent of being so at the extent of being so exhausted that, you know, that then we're trying to tag team and neither one of us have it to give. Like anywhere I go, you go. So stay back. And I still had to, like, grapple with this idea of. Well, what are people going to think? You know what I mean? Like maybe I'm not being as supportive as I should. And just like really coming to terms with charting my own course and creating my own definition and trusting that God's going to preserve my heart in the image of the people who are called to my covering.
1: Yes. And releasing ourselves from the shoulds. Yeah. The shoulds. We should ourselves, you know, tragically for some women into an early grave Yeah, because it's and that it's heavy that those shoulds and those expectations are really heavy. But I love that you said it was a process to be able to receive the release of the expectation. That's hard for. Excuse me for those of us who are the responsible one, right? That's really hard for us to, to accept in those moments that it ain't for us to be the one that's responsible. There are other people that could do it. Um, I love that you even, you said that it was a wrestling. It was a grappling because that is really like in those moments we are, And I'm saying we, because that's me too. We are unlearning what we knew and trying to navigate to something different in the moment. Like, but what do you mean I don't have to go? Right, right, right. I should be there. And it's that conversation, that inner dialogue. Well, he said, I don't have to go. He said, he doesn't need me to go, but I feel like I should. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) It's a whole, it is, sometimes it is an argument back and forth, you know, with, the version of us that we've been used to and the version that we are becoming. Yeah. And, and in those moments we, you know, we have to decide which one we're going to let win.
0: Have you always been the responsible one?
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I am. Um, the second of four children and the oldest daughter. Okay. Okay. So Yeah. I, you know, we come home from school, mom's like, okay, well, I'm gonna leave you, No, take the chicken out, you know, season it with these three, yeah, put it in yeah. the oven. So yeah, that's always, that's always been me.
0: Can you remember the first time that you were like, I'm going to be irresponsible? Like, I, I'm going to put on my Eve hat, I know better, but I am not going to do better. And I'm going to do this for me.
1: why are you laughing (laughs) because because, okay there was some incidents that came to mind that that the irresponsibility okay you know how they say things are on a spectrum right Right. it's a you know it's a it's Uh a process so there are levels of (laughs) of (laughs) conscious irresponsibility (laughs) and I have definitely had You know, some situations where it has been, you know, way on the outside of the legalities, you know, with (laughs) choosing, choosing to be irresponsible. And I had to. And that was something that I had to learn how to find this is going to sound weird, how to find the balance in choosing to be irresponsible.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, like it's it's almost like the difference between a toddler throwing a temper tantrum and a grown woman saying, I have had it.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) You know, it's the same, it's the same, uh, intensity. It's the same, um, impact, same idea behind the the response, but it's handled in a different way. (laughs) So, so I can definitely think of, um, the times that came to mind were all the ones that it was like, girl, you <laughs> was playing with your freedom right there. You know, like <laughs> what, what was going on? <laughs> what was happening? Um, but I, I do one of the things that I do now is is try to leave room and choose to have fun. Yeah. Like I because again, being the responsible one, I. I. My my younger siblings, I there's a running joke in my family. Like my younger siblings, they was just like free range children. They just did all kinds of things that my older brother and I just didn't get to do. And and I tell them, well, you all had that freedom because somebody you know else was, we were your yeah. right and left limits. Like, you know, you had you knew you had a guardrail. So now I I try to make time and choose to do things that are fun because I do get that release of the responsibility and just laugh loud and cackle and be silly and things like that. Um, Yeah. Uh, And and even in that it's, I'm still learning how to leave room for that on a more consistent basis because the responsibility shows up even when you don't, want yeah, it
0: to. it does. It does. True or false, it only takes a few minutes a day to change your relationship with stress and anxiety. I know you're thinking it's not true, but it is true. The Headspace app is a tool I use daily to help clear my mind. It's one of the most science-backed meditation apps in the world, proving meditation works. A study proves in just two weeks, Headspace can reduce your stress by 14%. I love it so much that I've teamed up with my friends at headspace.com slash woman evolve so you can experience it for yourself because I believe you can change your life too. Our thoughts are confusing enough. Meditation doesn't have to be. Headspace's easy to use app makes it easy to catch your breath and make time for your mental health. You'll find a convenient dose of meditation, mindfulness, and sleep exercises to relieve stress and anxiety and help you get a good night's sleep all in one app. My favorite feature is the mini SOS option, specifically the meditation that tackles the thought of being overwhelmed because bruh, life be out here. This quick three minute exercise is what I use to give myself room to breathe assist. Find some headspace at headspace.com slash woman evolve and get one month free of their entire meditation library. This is the best headspace offer available. Start clearing your head with the help of headspace. Go to headspace.com slash woman evolve today. Do you think I wonder because okay, so we're, our September book club of the month book was Unoffendable by an author named Ryan Leek. And in the book, he says that as humans, we think a lot about the times in which we have been offended, but we are very blurry on the moments in which we have been offensive. So it's so much easier for me to think about the times that I was hurt, offended, but not what I could have said that could have been offensive. And as you were talking, I was wondering, as the responsible one, are you judgmental when people are irresponsible? Like, do you make a judgment about them?
1: Do salmon swim upstream? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yes. Oh my gosh, that is <laughs> that is something that is part of my ra- journey of radical acceptance mm. for myself is recognizing those moments where I'm like, dang, Mo, that was harsh. Yeah. You know, like you have to tell yourself. You didn't have to take it there, yeah. (laughs) But but it's in those moments that I again get to admit to myself that even in even in that that role or that identity of being the responsible one, it's a slippery slope to becoming really critical and judgmental of others, and recognizing that that comes from being critical and judgmental of myself. For sure. So when I can release that from myself that it allows me to show grace and empathy and understanding for other people but oh my gosh yes i uh <laughs> i've i kind of realized um that my mouth is a weapon yeah yeah and if i'm not it's almost like walking around with a sword, yeah. you know, and if you are not careful, you swing in that thing and you walking into spaces and you are cutting people left and right. Just being reckless with something that could be used to build. And maybe that was the intention of you having it in the first place was to build and to edify. But because you are not handling it responsibly, yeah, you are damaging people so yes i yes
0: (laughs) i have definitely long and
1: short answer yes
0: i feel like i've definitely had to learn how to be more compassionate towards people who show up in the world differently than i am and not even on those like surface levels like because as a teen mom like i am compassionate with people who's had who have had paths that took them a number of different ways but on that core What are you thinking? Why would you make the choice that you made? Like I can become very judgmental. Like the idea of... (laughs) <laughs> and it's terrible. And this is why I'm going to pass out in the grocery store. But, like, the idea of, like, you can't do something. Like, what do you mean you can't get up at five o'clock in the morning for a me? What do you, like, your eyes won't open at that time? Like, I am, I can be very harsh. And I realized it actually when I got married to my husband because we're blending a family. And the girls, his older girls, would have, like, such strict limits and boundaries on, like, what they would and would not do. And not, like, in a disrespectful way, but it would be, like, you know, uh, I'm tired, I have a headache, so I decided to not do whatever it is that I was supposed to do. And I, it's terrible because I am from a family culture that is like, if you are not bleeding, if you are not dead, <laughs> honestly, like, get up. Like, you, and it is not compassionate. And one of the girls, they talked to me about this because they were like, I was in serious pain. I was really hurting. And all you cared about was, like, the deadline for one of the things that I was working on. And I was like... I didn't mean it that way, but I just figured, like, you were alive. (laughs) Like, I figured if you were, like, really in trouble, you would tell me about it. And I have really learned to admire that about them, that if they're like, my head is hurting, they will go and lay down. Where I am just, like, just going to keep working until I pass out picking out rice in the store. And that's, (laughs) wow, we have so much to learn from one another as women.
1: (laughs) That's it. And kudos to them to for, for being able to voice it at their age. I don't know what their ages are, but when we think about us, you know, I'm the same way. I mean, are your lungs working? Because if they are, (laughs) I need you to wipe these baseboards. That was, that was my growing up. up. And, and it's so amazing. And so it gives me hope that they are growing up. I have a 15 year old daughter, like She's growing up being able to say, well, you didn't really give me a choice. You made it like I had to do it. Well. Whose child are you? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what do you mean? But it's it it does. It 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 definitely gives me hope. And they're teaching us, you know, things <laughs> every day.
0: Every day, whether we want to learn them or not. Whether we want Did to learn them. Did not plan to them. show up for class, but and here, here you go we with are. <laughs> Can you think of a moment where you like really said, you know what, Mo, I'm proud of you. Like, I'm proud of the growth that you have shown, like that you really celebrated just a transformation that maybe you didn't feel was accessible to you.
1: Oh my gosh. Um, Yeah. And I think about, this would probably be an answer for a lot of people, the year that was 2020. Yeah. Um, (laughs) You know, I, at the end of 2019, I had been, struggling not no that ain't even true the struggle had been going on yeah i was pretending the struggle wasn't there oh my and at, the end of, <laughs> at the end of 2019 the struggle was like girl you see me yeah <laughs> we need to we need to deal with this um with regard to, to my business i had been at 2020 really gave me that opportunity to wrestle with the things that i needed to wrestle with and get to a place of of being clear so that I could activate courage on a different level to, to change my whole thing, like just to upset the whole process of what I thought I was building and turn it into something else. And I'm still in the season. It's, you know, the kind of flipping up the script is, is done and has been done, but I'm seeing the, the fruit of that difficult Mm. time for me, like that, wrestling time and really like but what is but no but yeah like that was really hard for me and now I make it a point to celebrate everything even if I just say girl you did that yeah (laughs) you know just a just a snap it up for myself or um something that my my husband my family does we get at the dinner table and we all talk about well you know give us something good that happened and i'm sh- even sharing more even the small things well i sent in a pitch and it was this or you know i applied for something and it was this and and really making that a practice um of celebrating the small the medium the large um sometimes i go for the ice cream yeah. i'm like you know what ice cream is going to be my dinner tonight. Like that's just what I'm eating. Um, And other times it's just a matter of saying, you know what? That was good. Yeah. And writing it in my journal. So I don't forget, you know, so I can, I have that record and I can go back to that thing and be like, you remember the last time when you were doubting this and it was like, yeah, let's go ahead and try it. And then it worked out. Let's do that again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that so much. It, um, It's going to make me really take the time to like celebrate those little milestones. I think that when I experience a change, especially when it comes to business and the way that we function and operate, I am like holding my breath to see if it works so much so that I miss that it's working. And I want to really breathe in the transition and breathe in the transformation so that I can see every stage of it because a lot of times we just hold our breath, close our eyes and go forward. And we miss how our family is shifting and responding, how we're changing in the process, and we're not present in the very life that we're building. And I want to do better at that. I want to do better at showing up in my own life and being my own cheerleading squad when necessary. And sometimes my coach, like I feel like I've got that part mastered. I'm going to be my coach. I'm going to tell myself where I messed up. I'm going to tell myself how I can do better. But to also put on my pom-poms and cheer for myself when I do something that even amazes me.
1: Yeah, that's so good. I, I I feel that so deeply. I'm the same way. Can always say, you did good here, let's work on that. Yeah. That can do that, but in those moments, you know, really getting to the point that, you know, even though we, even though the the war isn't won yet, You just slayed that dragon right there, sis. Clap it up (laughs) and then pick your sword back up and continue. All right, now now, all right. Now don't get lazy. Don't get lazy. (laughs) Don't don't sleep on it now. Don't sleep on it. But yeah, I I I know for me that comes a lot. That comes from my my military background. You know, that's it was it's always about just okay, this is how we win without recognizing and or planning and acknowledging. Okay, we haven't won completely yet, but we just squashed this. Let's take a minute to acknowledge what has been what's happened here so that we can continue on. And that's something that i realized I need to do more of. I want to do more of because you can take that small you can take the celebration from that small victory and carry that to the next one. Yeah. So when, when you get tired and you're like I am so sick of this. I'm over this. You can carry the, you know, carry the win and carry the celebration from the last time and sometimes that's enough to get you to the next one.
0: So good. So good. This is going to help so many women to show up in their life and celebrate one another but also to just celebrate themselves cuz sometimes we don't have any problem cheering for someone else but to really celebrate ourselves. Um, Okay, Mo, we have an advice question that we're going to answer together. Okay. And it's a good one. So listening gears. Here we go. I am the oldest of four siblings, two on my mother's side and two on my dad's side. And I was raised by a young single mother. Growing up, my mother never really had the necessary tools to build strong insides. She would often leave me and my three sisters at home for two days at a time to hang out with her friends. We always had food, water, and shelter. When she was home, she never wanted us to be in her room to spend time with her. We never had family discussions, and she was always calling us out of our names one thing she did do right was introduce us to God so I'm thankful for that she found all of us a church a church home as a child this was everything I needed spiritually but as I began to grow older I strayed away from all life pathways that looked like the same mistakes my mother made so I was able to dodge the bullet God blessed my life to be able to have a college degree I'm happily married although I never witnessed a healthy marriage and I don't have to rely on government assistance I thought my sisters would follow Follow in my footsteps since I paved the way, but my two younger sisters are are falling victim to my mother's life mistakes due to all of our shared pain growing up. My sisters and I grew up in a home not having structure, not having a father, not having love, not having attention, not having a voice. Verbally abused and never being affirmed as kids. Today, both of my sisters still live with our mother. One of my sisters has a one-year-old baby with a high school diploma, and the other sister decided to drop out of school and she is seven months pregnant now unfortunately my mother is still stuck in her childish ways she has stopped going to church and she doesn't want to see how her affections how how her actions affected all of our lives we've all grown past her in maturity level to be honest my question is as a big sister what could i do to help this situation
1: wow yeah yeah. Wow. 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 So many thoughts. Oh, am I going first or are you going first? No, you're going first. Oh, oh my goodness. So many thoughts. Um, my first thought is to keep loving them. Yeah. Like, and I'm, I, this is, go, it's going to be hard to do, but we we won't for one, we can't control what other people do. Um so I would encourage her to release herself from feeling like it's her job to fix her family and love them where they are. Yeah. Because what if the love is what they need to allow themselves to recognize that they can change. You know, it's, I feel a great sense of empathy for her sisters and her mom. Um, And I think about what I would be looking for if I were either one of them. I would be looking, I would want to know that even though I have messed up a whole bunch of times and even though I am still on the struggle bus and trying to figure this thing out, I would want to know that my sister, my daughter loves me anyway. And for the writer, for her, I would encourage her to examine How she deals, how she navigates the relationships with them. And I'm saying this as the responsible, critical, judgmental big sister. Consider how the way she shows up in that relationship with them, if she is... If she's showing that she will be their soft place to land.
0: Wow. Wow. That's, yeah. Will you be the soft place to land? And I agree with everything you said. I think in those moments, right, it's so easy to think about how someone else's actions could be better even when we understand their pain and their trauma, it's like me telling the girls like, well, I don't care, you should be able to get up anyway. Never underestimate how difficult it is to get up from the different traumas and disappointments of life. And just because you were able to do it doesn't mean that everyone else can. And I think we feel that because I could do it, everyone else should be able to do it. And yet what we miss in those moments is that we were barely able to do it, that it almost cost us everything to make it happen. And then if it wasn't for the grace of God, who knows if that effort would have worked at all. My mother has this saying, she says, just because you graduate, don't burn the schoolhouse down. Don't forget what it was like in those moments where you were wondering Am I going to be able to have a healthy relationship? Will I be able to finish college? Like those were real moments that end up being major obstacles for other people. I think that I would add to everything that you said, Mo, um, to also recognize that it is okay for you to not be the responsible one with them anymore. All of us have to come to a stage where we are willing to accept the role that I once played in your life before. I can no longer play in your life right now without it costing me my peace and my ability to move forward. And so I need to reposition how we engage so that I can continue to move forward and so that I can continue to show you love and respect and be that soft space. And sometimes proximity is toxicity. And what we really need is to create enough distance where we can air out our disappointments and air out the shame. So. It's okay for you to not be the responsible one. You're in your marriage, you're building your life. You are responsible for you now. And even though you had moments in your childhood when you had to be responsible for them, you have to know that even in the midst of it all, that God was responsible for it all. And you almost need to have a dedication service. When babies are young, we have baby dedication service where we dedicate them back to the Lord. You may have to remind yourself when you are engaging with people who have disappointed you, who you feel could be doing better, but they aren't showing up that way, that at the end of the day, they start with God. They're going to end with God. And throughout life, there are moments where I need to dedicate you back to the Lord so that I do not put myself in the position to be your savior. You're not their savior. And that's okay. That's a good thing. It's a beautiful thing because now you can just be their sister, their friend, that soft space, but don't become their savior. And and that'll take work and practice, but you're capable of it. You're capable.
1: Yeah, mm. just hearing that. Just it, while you were talking, I just thought about a just a conversation that I had with one of my brothers not too long ago. Because I identify with the letter writer so much, and we're talking, and he's like, "Well, what do you think?" You know, coming by my childhood nickname. Well, Mookie, what do you think? Was this right or was this wrong? And I said, "You know what?" I said, "What do you think?" And he said, "Well, I think this." I said, "Go with that." Yeah, it doesn't matter what I think. And, and that I recognize clearly as my opportunity to practice mm. that acceptance of them and the releasing of the untangling the responsibility. And he said, well, he said, well, yeah, I hear you and everything, but you know, what you say matters or mm. what you think matters. And I said, but what you think matters too. And what you believe and what you feel matters more so in this situation because it affects you. So even in that moment, I I recognized that me always being the one, being the responsible one, didn't allow mm. the people who I was responsible for to develop their own trust in self Something. and their own self reliance and their own courage and all of those things. I told myself my ego allowed me to tell myself that it was my job and that was a lie yeah. <laughs> you know and i and i and i wasn't giving them the room to grow in all of the areas that i was saying was getting on my nerves <laughs> you know it's like you're creating the situation you complaining they keep calling me but you keep answering and giving the advice yeah. and not allowing them the space to figure it out. So that I, I resonate with that so deeply. Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm so excited about this episode because I just it has helped me so much. I know it's going to help so many women in the process as well. Mo, what do you do? What is it that you do with your business, with your purpose, your life? What are you doing?
1: Um, I am a confidence coach. I uh help women um activate their audacity so that they can design their lives in a way that suits them, suits what they want, suits their joy and their their peace of mind.
0: Okay, how do we find you if we want to get plugged into having confidence?
1: Um, so uh my website is theconfetticollective.com and we're all over social as the confetti collective. Um yeah. And I would I would I love to have these types of conversations. I I am I am passionate about women. I am passionate about um, disruption. Yeah. And when women combine with disruption, like it just it changes the world, you know. So I am really um, invested uh, with more women getting to the point where they can move through their lives with the grounding that, that allows them to withstand whatever life throws at them, at us. Um, and I believe that that's confidence.
0: One thing I love about Women Evolve is the community and safe space we've built with one another. I receive countless messages with personal stories ranging from experiences with anxiety and depression to advice on how to settle family conflicts or work through self-esteem issues. I don't have all the answers, but I refuse to leave y'all hanging. Your mental health is too important to me. I want you to start living a happier life today with assistance from BetterHelp. Thank you As a listener of the Woman Evolve podcast, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com evolve. A safe and private online environment, BetterHelp assesses your needs before matching you with one of their licensed professional therapists. It's also free and easy to change your counselor if you need to in the future. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. With the ability to message your counselor, at any time Join over 1 million people Taking charge of their mental health It's convenient Affordable And confidential You can join today And start communicating In less than 24 hours And any time after that Again That's betterhelp H-E-L-P Slash Evolve Mo You are a force It oozes out of every word that you say. It penetrates right to the heart. It asks no questions and it takes no excuses. And I am better as a result of being in your presence. I don't always ask people what they do and how people can find them, but there is an anointing on what you do. And I want it to go into all of the world. So hopefully, you know, the Woman Evolved community, the delegation can continue to just Really glean from your experiences and become better as a result of it. Thank you. Thank you for this time together.
1: Thank you. I received that. Thank you. Yeah.
0: You take care of yourself.
1: I will. You too. Okay. Bye. Bye.
0: I already know that you stopped listening to this podcast so that you could go and figure out how you can get connected with Mo. And to be honest, I do not blame you. Mo is carrying that fire flame. And I know that you guys are gonna have so many testimonies and just praise reports about how your life has changed, not just with the podcast, but as you continue to get plugged in with her. Uh, Tell me, I wanna hear all about how we are becoming better because of this Woman Evolve community. Also, send us a question. Let me know what's happening in your world Me, my co-host, our team We want to know how we can serve you To show our scars, our lessons And our wisdom With the intent of you becoming better That email address for your questions It's podcast at womanevolve.com. We want to know your thoughts Send your advice questions How are you enjoying the podcast And if you want to be my co-host You want to be the next person to get me together Be gentle, okay? but come on we want to see you also I hope I'm going to see you in Dallas because the woman evolve conference and virtual experience is happening November 5th through the 6th and by see you in Dallas I mean see you in person or see you on those video screens because we are virtual and in person get all the details at WomanEvolve.com. until then don't forget to celebrate yourself you're growing we see it we love it and we honor it take care